Wednesday night Bible study, and I'm looking forward to diving into the Word of God again tonight as we're going to be in Proverbs chapter number 8. So grab your Bibles and let's dive into the Word of God together this evening. Proverbs chapter number 8 is where we're going to be. You know, Proverbs chapter number 8 obviously follows chapter number 7. Proverbs chapter number 7, I feel, is one of the hardest uh, chapters really to read. Um, just uh, not necessarily, I know that there are some books of the Bible that are just hard to read. But chapter number 7 is kind of a hard chapter just because of what actually happens. We find a young man that is led away, led astray by a harlot, uh, and ultimately it destroys his life. And uh, it's, it's a really a sad passage in the Word of God. But we know that it's a picture. It's not uh, necessarily um, uh, a story dealing specifically with a specific person. It's, it's a picture that we have for us. Uh, we know that in the story, the harlot is a picture of the world, that the, the good men uh, that the Bible refers to is God that's gone away on a journey. And then we have the, the other one, the young man, and the Bible calls him the simple one, a simple one. Uh, this is somebody that is not seeking after wisdom, not searching after understanding. And uh, that's the one that it's, that it's talking about. And it goes through and it talks about this one who is simple, who isn't interested in understanding how they are led astray by the world and ultimately they're destroyed. And so chapter number eight gives us kind of a contrast um, and really a prescription for this simple one, this one that has so easily been led astray and how we can make sure that we are not the ones that, uh, that, this, that that happens to. In fact, in chapter number eight, verse number five, it actually says, O ye simple, understand wisdom. And so he even makes a direct reference to the person that's dealt with in the previous chapter. And so it goes on to give us some practical things that we can learn in the practical Proverbs throughout this book, um, we learn about this fact that we need to get wisdom. And so we're going to look at that tonight, a few things that is mentioned throughout this chapter. First of all, we see wisdom's price. Wisdom's price is mentioned. Look at verse number 11. The Bible says this, For wisdom is better than rubies, and all things that, are, that may be desired are not to be compared to it. Uh, just a few weeks back, we had the Smith family here with us, and their oldest son uh, was uh, out They had, during a kind of a, uh, event that was going on here in Whitehall, and there were some booths and things that were set up, and, and they were there, and they were walking through, and, and their oldest son was walking through, and he found, uh, he, he found a place that had just some old knickknacks and just old things just kind of sitting around. And Anyway, he found this little clock that he thought was pretty neat, uh, neat looking. He ended up picking that up, uh, buying it, I think, for like $2, $2, $3. He brought it home, and one night, we, Tress and I were over visiting with them, and we saw that clock, and we said, wow, that's a really neat-looking clock. And, uh, and so he said, yeah, we, he told us the story where he got it, and I, I looked at it and started looking at it. And that's, that you know, had some weight to it, kind of looked kind of like a nice little clock. And so I, um, uh, I, I just pulled it up on my phone just to see what I could find about it, and we found out that that little clock was actually an alarm clock. It was just about this big around. So alarm clock um, made, uh, it was a Swiss Swiss clock, and uh, it was worth over $400. Uh, <laughs> pretty amazing. But I mean, you, you see that, and you just wonder how many people walked by, uh, walked by that clock, didn't even pay any attention to it, and didn't realize there was something so incredibly valuable sitting right there for just a few dollars. 
And you know, I think that's oftentimes how we treat wisdom. On the buffet line of things that we pray for every day, oftentimes wisdom is something that is left behind, something that we don't take and, and really apply to our life. And the Bible is very clear that here that wisdom's value is, is extreme. It's, it's incredibly valuable. And it ought to be something that we should be seeking after each and every day. We ought to be searching after wisdom. The Bible here says that it's worth far more than many of these jewels. In verse, uh, in verse number 11, it tells us it's, it's more valuable than, than rubies. In verse number uh, 10, it tells us it's, it's, be, uh, it's better than, uh, than silver, than it, that, that it's greater than gold. Uh, this is something that we should be diligently seeking after how vital it is for us to find. In fact, verse number uh, in chapter number two of Proverbs, verses four and five, it says, if thou seekest for her as silver and searchest for her as hid treasures, then thou shalt understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Last week, we talked about the fear of the Lord and what that was and how it's just this awe of God. And in Proverbs chapter number two, he tells us if we will seek after wisdom, and knowledge and understanding that we can understand the fear or the awe of God. That's what we talked about last week and how vital it is for us to understand that. So wisdom should have an extremely high price tag in our life. That's the price of wisdom. But we go on and we see this. We find wisdom's promise. Look at verse 17. It says this, And I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. There's a reciprocated promise that we find in this verse. He says, uh, it, it, those that love wisdom, wisdom will love them back. It's almost like wisdom uh, hugs them. It, it, it walks with them. But then he goes on and he says, those that seek me early, seek wisdom early, will find me. Uh, this, is, this is extremely important because it's never too early to seek for wisdom. And that can be early in your life early in the day, it can be early on a project, whatever it is, it's never too early to seek and ask the Lord for wisdom. I, I can testify of many times that I've been working on a project or trying to get something accomplished and I've just been felt like I was just beating my head against a wall trying to get it done and, and just struggling, not being able to figure things out. And, and I can tell you more than a few times where I've stopped and said, Lord, will you give me wisdom so that I can figure this out? Or will you give me wisdom in this situation to help me through it? And it's been amazing how many times uh, that as I was continuing going, all of a sudden I, I saw something maybe I didn't see before, or all of a sudden something something snapped together in a way that that didn't work before, and all of a sudden it, it all worked out. It came together, and I sat there and thought, man, I wonder if I had just prayed and asked Lord for wisdom in the beginning, if this would have been a whole lot easier, and how how true that is in our life. Uh, that we go through a life and sometimes we get to a point where we're going, oh man, I don't know what I'm going to do. And, and then we pray for wisdom and it seems like God just helps us through those things and we can't help but think, Lord, if I had just asked for wisdom a long time ago, how much simpler things would have been. Listen, wisdom isn't a, a lucky rabbit's foot and it's not a genie in, in some lamp. No, wisdom is something that will help every aspect of your life whenever you seek after it because it's something that comes from God. In fact, James chapter number one, verse Verse number five tells us, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not. God promises that when we ask for wisdom, it's a promise, he will give it to us. We've seen wisdom's price, we've seen wisdom's promise, but then finally we find wisdom's person. Now look at verses 22, really through verse number 31. We won't read all of these, but really, it kind of starts to point to somebody uh, that, that embodies wisdom. 
The, the Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way before his works of old. Again, this is wisdom, but it's giving a personification of him, of it. I was set up from everlasting, from the beginning, over or ever the earth was. When there was no depth, I was brought forth. When there was no fountains abounding with water. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills was I brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the world. Uh, when he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he set a compass upon the face of the depths, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he gave the sea his decree, when the waters should not pass his commandments, when he appointed the foundations of the earth, when I was by him as one brought up with him, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in the habitable, uh, habit, habitable part of his, uh, his earth, and my delights were with the sons of men. Well, who is this talking about? Well, it's, it's very clear here. This is a personification, obviously, of wisdom, but there is one that came who was wisdom personified, wisdom in person, and that was Jesus Christ. Uh, in fact, uh, we, we know in, in Luke chapter Chapter number 11, verse number 49, it says, Therefore also said the wisdom of God, I will send them prophets and apostles, some of them uh, they will slay and persecute. That was Jesus speaking. He was referring to himself as wisdom. Jesus is called wisdom. Jesus himself known as wisdom embodied uh, and wisdom in, in personified. Jesus Christ was wisdom and is wisdom. You can probably remember, like I do, uh, whenever I was younger, there were little bracelets that were made, and uh, and on those all these different colored bracelets, and and on them, I can remember were, were four little four little letters, and it said WWJD. And uh, what would Jesus do? And uh, I can remember that as as a young person, um, you know, seeing those and even wearing them and and, uh, and and thinking about them. But listen, there's something to that. Uh, the the thought behind it was everything that we do in life, we should ask that question. Well, what would Jesus do in this situation? Now, listen, I'm not saying that we should bring back the bracelets, okay? Because they were kind of corny. But I think it's important for us to apply this in our own life and everything that we do. We should be asking that question. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Because Jesus is wisdom. Jesus is wisdom personified. He, he is wisdom in the flesh. And we ought to ask that question. What would Jesus do? Because whatever Jesus do was perfect wisdom. Whatever Jesus did that we look at in the scriptures, it was perfect wisdom. And if we will look at those things and we'll apply them to our own lives, we will find ourselves walking in wisdom. In Philippians chapter number three, verse number 10, the apostle Paul said something, and, and really you look at the life of the apostle Paul and, and there's much wisdom that can be found there. But Paul, who had all kinds of book knowledge, he had all kinds of knowledge when it came to the things of this world, when it came to religious practices, he said, there's one thing that I desire above everything else. One thing that I want more than anything. And I believe it's the one thing that made him such a wise person. The Bible says this in Philippians 3.10, that I may know him, that I may know him. Above all things, Paul wanted to know Christ because he knew that was the most valuable thing in his life. Friend, tonight I hope that you see the value of wisdom. Wisdom's price, it's invaluable. You can't put a price tag on it. So we should be seeking after it. And if you seek after it, we find wisdom's promise that you will find it 
You will, if you ask for it, if you seek after it, listen, you will find it. You will receive it. And wisdom's person, Jesus Christ. He was wisdom personified. So to seek him is to know wisdom. Tonight, I'd encourage you, get wisdom in your life. Father, thank you for this day, the opportunity that you give us to open your word. I pray, God, that as we look at these practical truths in the book of Proverbs, that they would apply to our lives and you'd help us to live our lives for your honor, for your glory. I pray, God, that, that through the things that we learn tonight, that it would, Lord, encourage us to seek wisdom in our own life. Lord, maybe there's some that are watching that haven't prayed in a long time for your wisdom. I pray that tonight they would stop and they would ask you to give them wisdom, Father, that would help them to walk according to your word. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, wisdom personified, that we can live and, and follow his example. And we thank you for that. We pray all this in his precious name. Amen.